Hello, hello, fellow dreamers, and welcome back to the Dream Your Life podcast. This is the first episode of 2024, and oh my goodness, this is going to be an episode. Back by insanely popular demand, I have the absolutely incredible spiritual medium and channeler, Jessica Rachel. This will be her fifth time on the podcast. And I knew I wanted to record something special for the new year, something powerful as we step into 2024. And so I was like, of course, Jessica, we got to do this together. We've got to do this together. And I am just feeling so certain that this episode is going to deliver just that to you, something special, something powerful, something inspirational as you step into and get ready for the year ahead. This woman is just beyond, beyond gifted, beyond talented, special, magical, incredible, really. And she would never call herself this. She's very humble, but she says she is merely the channel. And what Jessica does is channel spirit. So if you haven't listened to my other episodes with Jessica, you're going to want to binge them because they're so good. These are episodes 52, The Fascinating World of Spirit Guides, episode 78, The Power of Connecting with Your Spirit Guides, episode 93. This was a difficult one for me to record, but it was Finding Meaning and Expansion from Difficult Situations. And my most recent one with Jessica was episode 107 on Spirit Babies. But today, well, what she normally does is um, she'll work with you to channel your own spirit guides, your spirit team, to give you insight and advice and answers on your own life path and purpose and business um, and relationships, all of that. But she also has the ability to channel all kinds of spirit, to tap into that realm, if you will. Um, And in the case of today, she was able to channel this group of angels with messages for all of us, for the entire collective. And so what you're going to hear today, I hope, well, I, I think will serve you deeply as it did me. These messages are so insightful and just beautiful, really. But within them, I think you'll find a deep resonance and truth. It's funny because when Jessica channels, she she isn't even really aware of what she's saying. So oftentimes she'll like she'll just speak these poetic words. They're just so profound. And she'll surprise herself. She'll be like, whoa, that was cool. That was beautiful. Um, And in fact, after we recorded this episode just um, a couple of days ago, she emailed me and she just said how much the session actually helped her and how deeply the messages resonated and served her, which I just think is so cool. Um, I have had now multiple, multiple readings with Jessica and she's helped me so much. In fact, I'm, I'm finally gifting Alex. I got it for his, um, for Christmas, his own session, and he's going to be doing it tomorrow. That's Saturday. I'm so excited to see what comes through. He's very open. Um, this is the most open he has been to doing a spirit guide reading. So I'll give you a little update on that next week. But anyway, um, Jessica has also worked with, I'd say at this point, like 70, 75% of my business clients, which has been so cool. And with every woman who I've sent her way, they have told me that their lives and their businesses have transformed after meeting her. Major shifts, major aha moments, pivots, clarity, insights, ideas, like It's so cool what happens when we can connect with these spirit guides that want to help us. So before we jump in, um, I do want to give a little hint as to what is coming very soon. Well, something I'm going to announce very soon, as in next week. Um, This is so good. This is so good. I'm like, I'm, I'm like buzzing with excitement, but, um, I am doing a little collaboration with Jessica. We're partnering on something. It's going to be for an intimate group of women who want to build a thriving business serving others. You guys, this is going to be pretty epic. And again, you'll hear more details next week, 
but because there are going to be limited spots for this, if your interest is already peaked and you want to know more and you can't wait until next week, DM me on Instagram, dream your life now, DM me the words spirit biz and I will let you know. I will let you in on what that secret is a little bit early. Um, Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. That is all I'm going to say. But um, tune in next week. I'm going to have Jessica back on and we're going to be diving into how spirit guides can help us in building our own successful and soulful businesses. So you won't won't want to miss that one. Okay, Um, now I know you're probably anxious to dive into this episode, as am I, because I can't wait for you to hear it. but I want you to know, so in this session, it's a channeling session. So we're going to immediately, we're going to just jump in. I'm actually not going to have you listen to the whole meditation that we did together. We're going to r- dive right into when the spirit guides come through. So what Jessica normally does is we'll sit together and she'll walk through a beautiful meditation and then you'll feel kind of the energy shift. And then the spirit guides will arrive and she'll say they're here. She'll describe what they look like. Um, and and then share what messages come through. So you're, we're going to jump right into the point where they come through. Um, and th- there's so much gold, so much wisdom here. I ask a lot of different questions, some of my own questions, some questions from listeners. My intention with this whole episode and this whole session was really to benefit the collective, benefit you most as you move into this new year. And there is so much wisdom that comes through. It's like impossible for me to summarize right now. But I think my two biggest takeaways are one, the power of letting go. And not this is not what you think it is. So there were a lot of questions that came through from listeners around how do I let go of negative thought patterns, people, past experiences, that kind of thing. And what came through was so fascinating to me because it was like, it doesn't have to be this huge ordeal. It doesn't have to be hard. It seems that perhaps we've been putting too much focus on shadow work and, and the process of letting go. And what if letting go could be completed with a simple intention? So I loved everything Spirit had to say around this. And then my second biggest takeaway was was really the energy of 2024. And that is that we're all on the precipice of a quantum leap. So if you're ready, it's going to happen. And the best part, you don't have to push or control or work relentlessly for it or brainstorm a million ways how you're going to do it. All you have to do is hold on to the vision, let go of the control and hold on to where you're going. If you continue to move forward at your own pace from an inspired place, big things are going to happen this year. This year is the year of quantum leaps. So get ready. Buckle up. (laughs) It's going to be an incredible year. And with that, I think we're all ready to dive right in. Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, All of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. (laughs) Okay, so let me just take, let's just take a few deep breaths and then I'll call the guides in. So deep breath in. And I'll just take this moment to call upon all of our spirit guides, loved ones, ascended masters, angels, archangels, reiki angels, all other beautiful benevolent beings of light who walk with us to come and join us in this podcast recording. I ask that we only connect to those of love and of light, of the highest vibration and the highest good and that they provide us with any guidance, clarity, and healing that both Julia and I and the collective most need to hear today. 
I ask to be a clear vessel and that the messages come through clearly, gently. I'd also like to call upon Archangel Michael to send a healing circle of protection around both of us. And ask that he too ensure that we only connect to those of love and of light, of the highest vibration and the highest good. And that he ensure again that the guides come through clearly and with the messages that are most helpful for the collective today. Interesting, we have some angels here today. Oh, really? <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> um, I don't know who they belong to. Probably because I was calling in for the angel. That's more of a collective energy, right? Angels can, they're, they're sort of angels for everybody, so to speak. Yeah. And so that's sort of who's come through. There's three here, um, a blonde one and then two brunettes <laughs> on the side. Um, the, the blonde one, she comes through kind of, she steps forward the most and she has um just this beautiful glow around her um yeah and they're 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 all kind of singing which is really beautiful oh. and they just come in with this really I don't know healing and calming and a bit of a refreshing energy as they come oh. through oh I love it <laughs> yeah, so yeah. were these were they are these angels that were at one point incarnated on earth Mm, I can ask them. No, <laughs> right away. Oh. They're like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> um, no, they're, they say they, they, they look out more for the collective. Um, so okay. they, um, they stay up in the angelic realm. They send healing energy down. They, they protect us, she says, but no, they don't have, they haven't had any experiences incarnated here. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, so I think we'll just get started. I like I I mentioned to you, Jessica and Angels. Thank you for being yeah. here. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that this could be kind of like a an ask the guides, ask the angels. Um, going into the new year, how can we be our best selves? Um, how can we let go of the things that are no longer serving us? And then just some questions that have come up um, from some of the Dream Your Life listeners. And they're sort of all over the place. So I'm not sure there's, I would love for it to be kind of cohesive, but I, I think it's probably going to go all over the place. So are they That's okay fun. with that? Are the angels okay with this? Yeah. I mean, they're nodding yes. And they're yeah. like, whatever you want to know, okay. we're here okay. for it. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I wanted to start with just um, some personal questions. Um, like I mentioned, I, I've been sick now. This, this whole holiday has been kind of, a whirlwind. My son got stitches. My youngest son, who oh, got in an accident in May, yeah. Um, <laughs> we went to the hospital for him, and then we all got the stomach flu. And I've had the stomach flu like it's on and off now for like four or five days, and it's just I, it's gotten me reflecting. And a lot of people have been sick, right? There's so many flus going around. COVID's going around again. Um, I'm wondering what the angels have to say about this and if it's like, you know, a spiritual meaning, slowing down, letting go, surrendering, detoxifying, or if there are just these random bugs that just happen and it's part of life. Like I would love to kind of understand a little bit more about that. Yeah, let's ask them what's going on with the bugs going around. So let's yeah. see. <sighs> okay, interesting. So um so I'm talking only to the one angel right now, the one who's in the front. Um she says illnesses are mini wake-up calls. Um which is interesting. She says when somebody gets sick, it's an indication that they were out of alignment in some way and this acts as a reset button. So it forces the individual to go within, to take a pause and to take a break and to reevaluate if the way they were going was actually healthy for, and in alignment with their true being. And so when it happens in and it, it in the sense that when bugs are contagious, such as the flu or COVID, et cetera, um, she says it's more of a needing of a collective group of people, right? A, a larger group of people to be reevaluating. Often sickness is an expression of a sick society, she says, which is interesting. So she says um, when it's going around in a specific area, there there's an energy that's going on that needs to be 
sort of healed or reflected upon. So perhaps everybody, she gives the example of LA because I guess that's where it's going around with you guys right now. But she says, there's really this feeling, especially right now, as we go into a new year of an, a, a, a subconscious belief that this is the time to go, go, go. She says to hit the restart button and to just go after your goals with a vengeance. And she says, but this is actually not the not the way for the or the best way for personal growth for most people. This is the way she says to get sick, because if you're going after a goal that you perceive is what you're quote unquote supposed to be doing, as opposed to a goal that's truly aligned for you. Um, then your body's going to tell you you're out of alignment and that manifests as illness. And so it's actually a time to reevaluate and reassess the quote unquote goals you have chosen. Are they because of that they are truly aligned with your being and your essence and the purpose that you're here? Or is it for some external factor that has influenced you? <laughs> Interesting. <Wow>. So, <laughs> yeah. It's not even really though individual because I'm thinking my poor little wit and Bowen and like, you know, they're, they're these young little kids who are getting sick. Mm -hmm. So is it, is it more of the collective? Yeah. So that seems to be what she's saying is that, yes, unfortunately there, there, it is contagious. So some people are just byproducts of that, of the, of the environment they're living in. Right. So there's almost a collective need for a larger group of people to reevaluate the energy that's being produced from the subconscious, she says. So as within, so without, she says. Um, And so it's sort of like, what is the messaging that this particular group of people is being bombarded with and needing to reassess? assess and reevaluate. And she says, in a mass group of people getting sick, she says, maybe only a few, a handful will actually take the opportunity to reevaluate and reassess. And she says, but those people are going to be the ones that will cause a ripple effect and change the mindset of the others because they can pass that energy onward. Um, wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I'm just letting her speak. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it totally makes sense. In fact, I feel like it makes a lot of sense for me. I feel like I have to be one of those people to like, you know, New Year's resolutions that used to be, that's my thing. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to do it on January 1st. I wasn't even able to do it really yesterday. We, we did kind of our ritual, but it was very low key. And usually I'm like, come on, everybody, let's set your goals. Let's go for it. And I haven't been able to do that. So I received that message. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, I think I need to reflect on that a little bit. Um, okay. And then, and then the other, the other personal question, um, is, well, it's same thing with accidents that happen and not just, you know, the wit got stitches, but, um, I've been messaging with a, a lot of friends and, um, and dream your life listeners, like I said, um, who have had like crazy stuff happen over the holidays. Like one of my past clients, her her husband went to the ER. He got in a really bad scooter accident. Um, There seems like there've been a lot of trips to the ER and things like that. (laughs) Are those, I I know what you're going to say. I know what she's going to say. I feel like there aren't accidents, but is that also part of all of this? Mm-hmm. Is it similar to getting an illness, I guess, yeah. is, is the yeah. question. Yeah. Let's see. So, I mean, you heard her because even as you were asking the question, she was screaming in my ear. She goes, accidents are not accidents. It's <laughs> literally what she's been saying as you were speaking. Um, so I'm going to let her elaborate on that. What does she mean? What does she mean by that? Okay. Yeah. Um, So she says, accidents are not accidents, but merely the result of a consciousness that is not on track. If somebody is running on overdrive or um, autopilot, so to speak, um, 
this is when accidents happen. They are not checking in and getting present with who they are and what they and and what needs to be or what most serves them. This is an individual who is who again is allowing themselves to be so open that they are subject to the messages of the collective and the collective subconscious is sick right now. She says, um, and so she says when you're open to this and you're allowing yourself to be sort of bombarded by, then subconsciously you get quote unquote tripped up. So sometimes physical injuries do happen this way. Um, and so she says similar on a similar vein, but more it's more an indication, especially in, a, in the case of a physical injury of someone really not paying attention and being present with themselves. They are ignoring their physical needs. And so this is sort of a quote unquote, another wake up call, pushing them back into a space of, hey, your body, your soul, your spirit needs attention. It has not been paid attention to. And instead, you're kind of going all over the place and allowing other other people, other thought patterns to determine where you should be, where you should go and what you should be doing. So when you get physically injured, it again pushes you into a place where you have to be present and you're stuck in the moment once again. And again, you're often asked to reevaluate, reassess. But even if you don't do that, at least you're forced into the present moment, which is where you true happiness exists. <laughs> but what about for wit? I mean, or mm -hmm. any kids that get hurt? Like, he doesn't, Wit's he lives a different in a story. <laughs> Can we talk about what, I mean, we've channeled about Wit before, yeah. and, and this is actually, I hate to say it, this is sort of the trajectory of his life, and it's not the last time that some, I'm sorry, that something yeah. like this is going to happen to him. He he has he has a message here that he needs to share, so Wit's a, a, a unique case, I would say. <laughs> um, we can ask the angels, though, specifically yeah. for him, but, and then also just for kids in general. Yeah. Um, but so what she says for kids in general, she says, again, byproducts of the environment that they're finding themselves in. So when when kids are in a, in a place where, um, you know, the adults around them are just on the go constantly and not being present and not paying attention or being present in the moment and sort of um, grounding down to what's best for themselves, the kids sort of uh, reflect that as mirrors to their parents. Kids often act as um, the, the word she says is wayfinders for their parents. So when parents are out of alignment, the kids will sometimes be the grounding force. Um, and so unfortunately they're the ones who get injured, which is, you know, that's not, doesn't seem fair, but in some ways to an extent, it's more of a wake up call for the adults around them than it would have been if they themselves got hurt, right? If they themselves got hurt, a, a lot of individuals would just say, you know, they have such deep conditioning where they would brush it off and say, I'm fine and keep going anyway. And, you know, work on the injured back or whatever, right? Um, and versus if the child stops, then you have to stop right? You have to kind of come in and, and be present with them. And so it does sort of, the child acts as almost the emotional nucleus of the family and allows us to see where are we going too fast, too hard, too strong, and not being present both with each other and with our paths. And are we in alignment in this moment? Which is interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, I, I love that, but it's, I think it's hard, it's hard to hear because I have really been focusing on being present. It's been my number one kind of priority. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't there when it, when the table fell on his foot and there's like some guilt there. And I don't want someone listening to be like, oh, my son or daughter got hurt. And it's because I Is haven't he... been present right. or I'm not right. present enough. I feel like that puts the blame yeah, it... almost on the parents. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't blame myself. I really don't because I know mm -hmm. that I have been focusing on being present and being a really good mom and being there. I just couldn't be there in that moment. Yeah. Um, but for someone listening who's like, I don't want the, it to make them feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask the guide and see if she can offer some sort of solace in that because I don't think that she was attempting to lay blame here. 
She says, remember that we are all one and we are all connected. So there is never an opportunity to point a finger directly at one individual for a collective subconscious illness or ailment. And so she says, again, remember that children are the byproduct or possibly the nucleus of the family. But it doesn't mean that it's that we can point a finger to their parents as the reason that this specific thing happens. Remember that everything is connected. We are all causing a ripple effect. And there is there, for lack of a better word, sometimes there was almost nothing that anybody could do differently other than the fact that this needed to happen for the people around them to reevaluate and reassess. Um, and so it could even be, and she gives the example that, you know, a little child comes into the ER sick and hurt, and maybe it create, creates a very strong effect on the doctor who's treating them, right? It might not even be the parents themselves who need to see that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of lays an impression. And so or, you know, the, the grandmother feels like, man, I haven't reached out to them in a long time. Maybe I maybe I need to go and visit. Right. There's so many people involved in such a strong web. And so, no, we can never point fingers specifically to one person as to why an accident happens for one person. Just recognize that it is not an accident and that for somebody it is necessary, whether the individual who got hurt themselves the parents or other people within that community. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. beautiful. I love, I love that. that. And that yeah. does really resonate. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So shifting gears just a little bit, um, this is both a personal question and this was a resounding theme. It seems like with so many of the people who wrote in and, and had questions for the guides around surrender and letting go. And I think it's, we can talk about it in a few different ways, but letting go of thought patterns, anxiety, worries, fears, people, things, past experiences, and also future desires, goals, manifestations. We know that surrender is a big part of it, right? Of manifesting this like act of allowing. Um, so I guess there's like kind of two things. It's one, it's like letting go of things that are no longer serving you. And the other is letting go of the things that you want so much and being in this place of true allowing. So mm -hmm. I, 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 I wanted to be sort of vague in all of that because I would love to see what comes through. Um, yeah. And maybe those are like separate questions in there. But I would love yeah. to see what she says. Let's let's see what she says about that. And I'll let her decide which one, which side of that she wants to yeah. focus on first. <sighs> She's funny. She kind of gets a little bit of an attitude here. Um, she goes, <laughs> she says, people place too much value in the process of letting go. She says, people need to recognize that it can be as simple as having the intention to do so and recognizing that each part of your experience makes you or it becomes a part of you. And so it never fully gets released or let go, but it rather is a piece, a part of yourself that you learn to dance with. And so she says that when we talk about letting go of old thought patterns, people, experiences, things that have happened in the past, she says, we acknowledge and thank them for how they have served us so far, right? In the sense that um, she gives the example of, right, if I have a thought pattern of I need to be strong in order to protect myself, right? And starting to let that go in order to manifest ease and flow into your life, for example. Um, she says, needing to thank it for the fact that it has served you up until now. It has gotten you as far as it has. And so thanking it as a piece of you and then recognizing that by simply placing the intention, focused attention on it and asking it to step aside, re re trusting that it no longer serves, giving it gratitude, that is enough to quote unquote, let it go. She says, it's not always a deep hours and hours of excav excavation process, she says. It really can simply be completed with a simple intention and a moment of presence and gratitude. And so she says that this doesn't have to be as hard as we think it needs to be and trust that it can be that quick. <laughs> wow. um, 
And so then she also says, recognize that it doesn't mean it fully goes away. Remember that these become pieces of who we are. They make us, they make up who we are. And so recognizing, that's why she says, we we give them gratitude. We thank them. We place them into sort of the patchwork of the quilt that makes us who we are and say, but now I'm building a new, a new, a new square on that quilt. Right. Um, and then we can, and then we can begin to move on. And if it does pop up again, we notice it, we see the thought pattern return so to speak. She says we continue to thank it because it has done such a good job in protecting us up until now. It is having a hard time letting go, so to speak. And so we once again offer it gratitude for trying to protect us and remind it once again that we are forging a new path and its services are no longer necessary at this point. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love and that. I love that so much too. And I was thinking about yeah. something specific for me and it totally, it just yeah. resonated. Um, okay. So, that. so now when we think about, um, we had some questions about um, surrendering to like dreams and goals and um, like the big you know, career business goals or goals around love or relationships or, um, mm -hmm. you know, finances, like how do you set that and move towards it, but really let go? That is what has come up a lot for people is like, how do I really let go? Cause I want this so much. Yeah, it's a great question. I agree. I've struggled with that myself. So I'm curious to see what she has to say. Oh, interesting. Okay. She says, it's, it's not that you are meant to let go of calling the manifestation in itself. She says, the fact that your soul desires something means that there is a future version of yourself that already has it, right? There's a part of yourself that knows that it's it's meant for you and it's coming your way. She says, you are not to let go of that vision or hold the vision that you will get there. She goes, that is not to be let go of. Hold the vision and believe that it will happen. She says, what needs to be let go of is controlling the how it comes to you. Um, and so then she sort of says, you are you are meant to take inspired or divine, divinely inspired action, which is you holding the vision towards it, only as the inspiration hits. In trying to control the outcome, that is the quote unquote definition of not letting go. If you sit here and try to brainstorm all of the different ways that this manifestation might come through for you and then try to force that into actuality, that's when your manifestations won't meet you because you're not allowing space for the magic to take place. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, the way the manifestation comes through is not the way you thought it would come through. Nine, 9.999 times out of 10. <laughs> right. And so she, so she says, allow yourself to hold the vision or better, <laughs> right? And trust that it might come to you. And actually she says, don't, don't just say that. She says, don't even say might. She got mad at me for saying that. Trust that it will come yeah. to you in a way that you least expect it in the way that is most of ease and of flow. Anytime you are white knuckling it towards your goal is the time that you are pushing it away from you. Yeah. And so she says, that does not mean that you don't take action. It, you do take action, but you only take action as the inspiration hits. Take the steps that feel important and inspired to you. When you take a moment of presence and connect with your true self, your higher self, the version of yourself that already has the manifestation that you desire, ask her what the next right or him, what the next right step is. What's the thing you need to do today to step into becoming that version of yourself who already has it? They will tell you and nobody else, right? She goes, because you're only going to take the steps that make sense for you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I mean, she, like, I just am like, preach. This is, this, this angel, this angel is like speaking my love language. And this is everything yeah. that I believe and everything that I teach. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think that there are, I mean, there are strategies that work, strategies that work in business and strategies that work 
to invest and save money and all the things work towards things. So um, she's not saying like throw that out, like that still helps, but just do it from a place that feels good and aligned and inspired instead of copying what someone's doing because it got them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me let me have her answer that, okay. so to speak. She says you'll notice that there is there's never a one size fits all strategy for you know one specific goal. She gives the example of there are a million different ways to get rich, so to speak, yeah. right? Um, and so she says that there are there are protocols or strategies that work for some, but may not work for you because it's not in alignment with the energy and the way that you choose to show up in the world. So if somebody's strategy is to show up, you know, seven days a week and, you know, do work on this thing for three hours a day, seven days a week, and that's their strategy. And it's worked really well for them waking up at 5am and doing that. Right. Um, you know, it, it might not work for you because that's not how your energy field mm-hmm. likes to flow. And so you can choose to adopt certain strategies that are laid out by other people if they actually match your own energy field. And so this is the piece where you really need need to connect with your higher self, your true self, you know, whether you call that your angels, your spirit guides, or just the version of yourself who's already achieved the goal and ask them, how do I show up in a way that allows me to bring this manifestation in faster? I love it. Love it. (laughs) On that note, that just reminded me of something. This was not in the questions, but, um, I I've been doing a lot with human design, my own, and, um, and also been much more interested in astrology. Um, would love to hear this angel's thoughts on all of it. Are they all true? Is it all like, do we all have these blueprints? Like we were, we chose our birthday and we chose all of this and we can tell different pieces of our personality. Um, and like, how we can best use our energy by understanding these different tools. Mm, Yeah. Let's see what she has to say. She says there is some truth to each of these, uh, Modalities. Modalities. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what you call these. She says there is some truth to truth to all of them, just as there is some truth to every religion, so to speak. <laughs> um, and so she says there is truth within it. She says what the the only thing that people need to be cognizant of or aware of is not to trap themselves into the archetypes or stereotypes that they get labeled as. And so she says, while it can inform you and offer you a permission slip to step into a version of yourself that feels more aligned, it should not box you in. It should give you a framework for growth if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. um, and so she says that it can almost offer you a framework of where you currently are. It, she says, oftentimes the, these types of modalities will offer you the highest operating version of the self and the shadow version of the self in some ways. And she says, so it can give you an, a scale to gauge where along this trajectory you are and give you an opportunity to lean into the higher version and how you show up best. Um, And so she says, use it as a tool, not as a all in one, you know, life journal or life, you know, diary, so to speak, or rule book. Um, Yeah. And so she, she kind of, she says that it's, it's useful, but just don't box yourself in, in other words. Okay. Okay. Um, That is super interesting. And it's actually related to some of the questions that came in about our souls choosing us, our bodies, our parents, why do we choose these certain experiences? Is it all lessons? Is it all? And I know we've sort of covered this in other podcast Mm -hmm. episodes, Jessica, but um, this question has come up again. Um, And so maybe if she just has any words to share around this, like why we've chosen these specific experiences and is it really like the lessons that we have to learn or is it just the experiences themselves Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good question let's see what she has to say 
she says there are many roads or paths to the same end. And so there can be a sort of predetermined path that a soul needs to experience, but the way in which they get there is totally up to the individual. And so do they choose their, do they choose their families, their, their, you know, life paths, all of those things? The answer is yes. They choose a specific purpose. They choose a specific family or circumstances to place themselves in at the beginning that might best align them with that path and purpose. However, what they choose to do with those circumstances and how they choose to, quote unquote, overcome them or move through those experiences is totally free will and up to them. The alt, Of course, they have guides and angels who will continue to help them get towards that goal. But there are many avenues that they can approach this goal and get there um, or use to get there. And so this is sort of the argument of, you know, uh, free will versus predetermined destiny, right? Um, but she does say that it's sort of what is chosen is the start, she says, and is the start and the finish line, so to speak, but the path that you get there is totally up to you. And if you get there, she adds, is up to you as well. <laughs> now, is yeah. there ever like competition, like four souls, they all wanted to be in my body with my parents and then my soul was like, oh, I got there first, dibs. Or like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Um, she's nodding. Yes, she says sometimes that does happen, um, oh, wow. which is interesting. Um, and so she says this is often, this is sometimes the case, um, especially when you see, she calls it like Irish twins, that babies who come through really quickly in the same year, they were fighting for the first spot to come through. Um, and so she says, yes, it happens. Um, but recognize that everything again is still divinely inspired. And so in the birth order that they do find themselves in is what was intended or necessary for their journey. And so at the end of the day, they may be fighting to come through, but they do eventually relinquish to whose turn is first. <laughs> and do, do, do siblings to choose each other? Mm. Sometimes, um, not always. Um, souls usually choose to come through based on a previous experience with one or both parents. Um, sometimes, as soul families do tend to travel together, this will mean that their siblings have been in incarnations with them before, and they're usually okay with that. Um, it is rare that a soul will come through only for the purpose of being the sibling of someone else. Usually, it is for the choice of the parent. Okay. Yeah. And does she, does this angel know, like, is she all knowing? Does she know, for example, if my soul chose my parents because of my mom or my dad or? Yeah, we could ask that. Can we ask that? <laughs> yeah, we can ask that for sure. Your soul comes through your mother. Um, you had had many incarnations and experiences that needed to be uh, or that chose to be relived with mom. However, you actually had had a couple of previous experiences with your father as well. So it was an understanding that you recognize them both. But in terms of this life or this time around, it was there were specific things that needed to play out with your mother, right? So it was sort of like, I acknowledge that dad is there. I like him. I know him. I'm happy for him to be dad, right? Yeah. But it's mom I'm coming through. That's the kind of line or portal that I chose. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to go into some questions for the global collective. This was one, um, someone said this year ended with so much global suffering, opposition, and anger. Why do so many innocent people die? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really hard one, especially given the culture right now and what's going on in the world. <sighs> Let's ask her. <laughs> this might be a hard answer to hear, so I, I do apologize, but just remember it's not me. <laughs> um, but so she she says, please remember that the actual death itself is not painful for the soul. Once the soul leaves the body, they are no longer suffering. They are no longer in pain. In all cases, death is easy. 
Okay. <laughs> um, and death is, death is painless it, um, once the soul has left the body. And so she says, there are some cases where there are certain souls who choose to no longer be here in this iteration of the earth's current climate. And so not to say that they necessarily chose to die, but that their soul knew that it's time to get out, right? And that they are going to come back at a different time to fulfill the purposes that they needed to fulfill. She says the pain that we experience here on the earth plane by those who are left behind is necessary for rapid change. Um, and so she says the those whose souls were lost or whose souls left their bodies, they they themselves are not the ones suffering. It is the ones who are left behind who suffer. And she says they are the ones who need to use this quote unquote pain. And I don't know why she puts it in quotes, but use this pain um, in order to pull out the parts of society that are not functioning. And she says, we are pulling out what is going on right now is bringing light to so much darkness that has been under the surface for a very long time. Many of us have known it's there. Now it's glaring us in the face, right? Now we have no choice but to face it and do something about it. Never has there been a time where everybody is so interconnected, where we can be on this side of the world feeling so deeply for what's going on on the other side of the world. And she said it is necessary for us to see and feel that wound in order for us as a collective to recognize that we cannot continue this way. And then she remember, she reminds us that as within, so without. And what she means by that is she says that everything that's going on, especially in times of war, is the result of a collective subconscious. There is, a, if, there, if there is suffering on the outside, it's because there is suffering on the inside for the majority of us. And so the best way that we can help is by looking and going within. It may sound selfish, right? This is a way that you have been conditioned to believe that it is selfish to focus on yourself in a time where the collective is suffering. She says, but that is quite the opposite because remember, that we are all one. And so when you go inward and start to work on yourself and do the healing, notice what comes up for you and the suffering that you are experiencing in being one of the ones who is left behind. And how can you place more love towards yourself? How can you forgive yourself? How can you ask yourself, where am I not showing up for myself? Where am I? What am I keeping in my shadow and not looking at? What have I not brought to life for myself? This this creates a ripple effect in the collective. If every person were to go within and reassess and reevaluate, there would not be an, ex an external war going on. There would not be this collective subconscious. The best thing you can do is work on your own subconscious and heal the wounds that are ailing you and recognize that in doing so, you heal it for generations behind you and ahead of you. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, I Oh, goosebumps. I wow. mean, that was unbelievable. That was beautiful yeah, and so powerful. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Angel. Think, She's yeah, so profound. You, Angel, wow. Um, yeah. I, I think this is a good segue into um, a question that came up, which is, what is the energy of 2024? And what can we all do or what do we need to understand going into this new year? Yeah, it's a really good question. Let me ask her. Oh, I'm so surprised by this answer. Oh. She says this is 2024 is the year of the quantum leap, which oh. is interesting. Okay. Um, she says there is all of the things that you have been desiring to get to she says they happen a whole lot faster this year. Wow. And so she says, no longer are we sitting in this place of suffering or a place where we feel that hard work has to happen in order to achieve our goals. Instead, we recognize that by going within and are lining our energy and ourselves with the things we desire, they come to us much quicker than if we predetermined that there is a long amount of work that needs to happen to make it come forward. So she says, this is where sort of everything we've already spoken about 
about comes into play. Um, she says, this is where you come, you go within, you get present, you ask every single day of your higher self, of the version of yourself who's achieved your goals, uh, what, what is the next right step that is going to come to me in a way that feels of most ease and flow. And she says, you make leaps and bounds this year because we no longer feel the need to hold on to the density of this quote unquote shadow work that we all feel is so necessary in order to manifest. She says it, she needs to remind you and she underlines this very strongly. She needs to remind you that simply setting the intention by giving it gratitude and letting it go is enough to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, stop feeling like you have to keep sitting in this place of, of doing the digging, right. And digging right. out all the shadow and all that. So she goes, love it and let it go and move on and ask for the next right step. This is the year where you make massive overhauls and changes in your life and it comes easily. Yes. Oh my it. gosh. <laughs> I swear. I love this angel. It's like everything is shaking. <laughs> She says is what I believe and what I teach and what I mm-hmm. know in my core. It's like, wow. Um, yeah. that 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 is actually another great segue into um how we best connect with our guides. Um, and and maybe there's some questions that came in. I was just looking through on um signs and synchronicities. And I'm just going to really quickly share one example. I don't know if you saw, if I told you this, Jessica, or I put it, or maybe you saw it in my stories, but I was in Lake Tahoe um, two weeks ago and I was on a run and I felt just, I like felt like my guides were there or something. And I stopped and it was freezing cold and there's something about the energy. And I'm like, um, closed my eyes and I was like, spirits, are you here? I would love to see a sign, but I'm not, I'm going to let go. You know, I'm not, I'm not forcing it. I just feel like something's here. And I look up and I kid you not, there is a coyote. I thought it was a wolf. It was so huge staring right at me a few feet away. And I was terrified, but I grabbed my (laughs) phone and I took a video and it was like staring directly in my eyes. And, um, and then it walked away slowly and I ran and I'm like, oh my God, what the <laughs> I'm like, that has to be a sign, right? That has to be a spirit guide, like a past loved one, my higher self, like, or is it just, I started looking and I actually, I posted on Instagram and I had a bunch of people say, oh, this is, you know, the Native American meaning of a coyote means you're on the precipice of an up level, or it means this, or it means like something crazy is going to happen or, you know. Um, there's going to be some kind of shift in your life. And anyway, I I got just bombarded by, I don't even know what this means anymore because there are so many different, (laughs) but I would just love to hear, um, from this, this angel, because I, I also got some other people who wrote in that were saying, you know, my sign is a red Robin and I, I used to see it all the time. And now I feel like I'm building this business and I'm off track because I'm not seeing it anymore. And or, you know, when I, I'm, I'd like to connect with my guides and know that they're there, but I'm, I don't know what that sign is or is it, or just questions about that signs and synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see what she has to say. <sighs> okay. So she's answering this a little bit based on your anecdote, but okay. um what she says is that, you know, yes, there are a lot of different symbols for what a specific animal totem could mean. Yeah. Um, she says what's important is to ground down and, and pick the answer that resonates most with you. Right. Mm-hmm. So she says, you know, go it. She says d- doing a Google search may not actually give you answers. It might give you more questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she says, really sit with what does a coyote represent for me if I were to give it an adjective, what does it mean to me? Um, and what does it represent for me? And that's the message that was trying to come through, right? And so she gives the example that if I, if you, you know, viewed a coyote as fierce and powerful, right, then it's a sign of, you know, that's what you're stepping into, right? Versus if you saw it as sort of soft and cuddly, you know, and and going within a cave to cuddle up, then maybe the sign for you is to, to go in and hunker down and cuddle up. So she sort of says, recognize what your initial adjective for that animal totem would be and that's sort of the message that is coming through for you um, in that moment who is sending that it's just Mm -hmm. spirit 
just spirit or my own guides or? Yeah. Um, she says, we have to remember that it's all connected and everything is divine. And so just as you are part of the divine, so are the animals and so are spirits. And so she says, it's not such a question as to who is sending it, but as to the timing in which it showed up in your life. And so that part was not an accident, as she says. Um, so she is almost not giving me the answer of who sends it. It doesn't feel like it's an individual spirit sending it to you. It's more that you are in the you are part of the divine. And so you called it in, in the same way that any spirit could. <laughs> okay. Okay. If that makes sense. <laughs> and so if you have, if you, for the person who asked the question, you know, I have this sign, a red Robin, or I don't even remember mm -hmm. what the, the animal was and I was yeah. seeing it and I felt like I was in flow and now I'm feeling like I'm not in flow anymore and I'm not seeing it anymore. Like, is that a sign? Like how are, Mm -hmm. our spirit how guides those to... works yeah 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 and how are spirit guides kind of communicating that with yeah. us yeah okay she says signs always show up for you as a reassurance that you were on the right path Okay. So whenever you see, whether it be an angel number like 1111 or the same Robin over and over again, whatever the sign is that speaks to you that you tend to see in a pattern or repeatedly, that is just a wink or a nod from your guide that you that you are aligned in this moment, that you're on the right path, right? And they're letting you know and giving you that wink and that nudge um, as sort of like a check mark. Like, yes, you're on the right path. Um, she says, if the sign ceases to show up in your life, um, the question then is, and she says, you asked, you, she says, you answered the question within the question because she said that she wasn't feeling it anymore and she wasn't feeling aligned anymore. Then there's your answer. She's not aligned in that moment. And so in recognizing that, that you will only see those signs when you are in alignment. <laughs> um, and so asking yourself, where am I off course here? What is not feeling good? What dogma strategy of somebody else am I adopting that's not actually best for me? How can I pivot and get back to center once again? Um, she says, people need to be careful about asking for signs. She says they tend to use this as, a, as an excuse to procrastinate. I'll know when to start this xyz when the sign comes through and she says they will never show up that way signs will always show up once you're already taking action and we will offer our quote-unquote stamp of approval to let you know that you're on the right path <laughs> yeah i love wow. that okay so then on the same token when mm -hmm. it comes to communicating with our guides and maybe getting the inspiration or getting the ideas or going back to the, we're going to quantum leap in 2024. We're going to manifest some dreams. We're going to get in alignment. That's the energy. That's the vibe. How do we, how do our guides help us? And how, you know, we've, we've done the like, yes, no type thing, but mm -hmm. is there anything else that she has to share around how we can best be supported um, or ask for guidance from our spirit guides? Yeah, it's a really good question. She says this is really specific to the individual. So she cannot give a one size fits all answer necessarily. She says you have to figure out for you what it is that you need to do to get out of your head and into your body away from, excuse me, away from the thoughts and the external stories that plague you daily. <laughs> um, and so she says, for some people that might look like physical exercise, right? Going for a run, like it is effective for you. For others that might look like meditation um, or, or breath work or, you know, doing yoga, she says, whatever the modality is to get you out of your head and into your body is when the divine downloads come through. She says, journaling is also a great way to do this, but you have to experiment and figure out which is the way that the messages come through most poignantly and clearly for you. And until you take a step towards trying, you're never going to know which one works best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. out of your head and into your body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
I mean, she has been amazing and I know we're like already past an hour. Um, yeah. I think I'd love to close with um, a couple last questions. One is came from Katie. It was how can we slow down more and savor the human experience when there is this constant energy of going fast with social media, hustle culture, all of that. Um, and I think specifically when, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are excited, like this is the year of quantum leaping, but to quantum leap, there's a lot of action to that, right? Um, so how can we still truly experience and enjoy this life that we're given? Mm, it's a great question. Remember that you are always the product of the environment you find yourself in, and you have the power to cultivate and create that environment for yourself. If you feel that you are being bombarded, then you need to be creating stronger barriers around what information comes into your field. Whether that means you unfollow certain people on Instagram or you create boundaries around the types of conversations that are allowed to come into your home or your space. These all need to be curated and cultivated in order to place you on a path that is that allows you to be most present, but also most productive in a way that is aligned. And so recognize that you are the master of your own universe. You get to create what comes through. And if your goal is to be present and savor, then you need to cultivate and create boundaries around the things that do not allow you to do so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that too. Oh, yeah. this has been also beautiful. So I think the last question is just any parting words of advice or wisdom um, as we step into this new year and really work on becoming our best selves, most aligned version of ourselves, anything else that she wants to leave us with? Mm, that's a good question. Let's see. She says, do not cut up, get caught up in the need to put pressure on yourself. Trust that everything comes in divine timing. And although this year is, it is divinely timed or aligned that there will be quantum leaps, again, relinquish the timeline as to when that happens for you. Allow yourself to step into the new version of yourself slowly and gradually. Allow little mini up levels come through at a time. If your manifestation were to come through tomorrow in its full force, you may not have the container or the capacity to possess it fully. Recognize that the growth happens slowly and over time. And when your body is fully ready to accept it, that is when the manifestation comes through. You get to choose when this happens because you can lean into stepping into these new versions of yourself, but it happens through an accumulation of new ways of being over and over again, choosing to do them over and over again. You have to allow yourself to up level in segments, she says. And so recognize that, yes, the quantum leap happens this year, but you get to, you have to allow the container to receive, to expand in the way that makes most sense for you. Do not put the pressure that the whole manifestation can come tomorrow if your body is not ready to receive it. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. I know we're out of time. Um mm. Do you have one more one more minute? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. This because as you were saying that, I'm I'm thinking about um light workers and um people who feel or maybe it is their purpose or mission to help others, um, to spread love and help heal and help the growth and up level of the whole collective, um, whether it's 
coaches or healers or authors or teachers or whatever it may be, how do we know if we are a light worker? Mm, that's a really cool question. Yeah, let me see. She says, trust that it can be that simple. If you are called to doing the work of a light worker, then you are a light worker. If it doesn't feel good for you, don't force yourself into that. Recognize that everybody is here to serve the collective in some way, shape, or form. An artist is no less than a light worker, right? Mm -hmm. They too spread light onto the world, into the world in a way that nobody else can. If you are here to be a spiritual guide, spiritual healer in some way, and you feel called to do this work, you feel called to um, step into that role, then it is what's meant for you. Trust that any desire that comes through you has already happened on another level, right? I, if, you know, if we think of the quantum, you know, version of ourselves, mm -hmm. the highest version of ourselves. So she says, if you desire it, then that's for you. Mm. I love it. Amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Can, how do we thank her? Yeah, let's take them. a moment to thank this beautiful angel. I feel like I was just talking to the one the whole time. She just had oh. a support team there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, let's just take a moment to thank this beautiful angel for coming through and offering such beautiful healing and empowering messages. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Julia, if you'll just join me, we'll take a deep breath to let her go. So deep breath in and release. <laughs> Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and yes. letting me channel her. Of that was a course. beautiful experience for myself as well. I oh, loved it. I loved and, it. And and Jessica, um, well, we have some exciting things that we're going to be announcing next week, but what do you have going on in your life um, for anyone who's listening? Yeah. I know that there have been so many listeners who are just like, I love this woman and want to work with her. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I'm really, really excited to announce that I did launch a mini course. And so Ooh. it's called my intuition activation mini course. So if this is the year where you're ready to start to dive in to connecting with your own spirit guides, you want to connect it to your intuition, start to receive those downloads quickly and easily. Um, the mini course is up there. It's it's really, it doesn't take long to get to work your way through it. And so you could, if you download it today, you could be receiving those clear messages by tomorrow. And so um, definitely head over to my website, jessicarachel.co and check out the mini course. I'm so excited about it. It's taken me a whole year to put it together and I just can't wait to share it with you guys. Yay, amazing. Yeah. And I will put the link in the show notes. Um, amazing. <laughs> thank you so much, Jessica. I appreciate oh, you. you. And and this was this was so powerful. This was so, so powerful. I can't wait to listen to it back. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. It was so incredible for me as well. <laughs> okay. Well, I will see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. And for everyone listening, I hope that you got something out of this episode of this session. And if you think someone in your life would also find value, maybe a sister or a friend or a coworker or your mom or your cousin or your neighbor, send it to them. Or if you would share it on your social media and tag me, Dream Your Life Now and Jessica, I am Jessica Rachel. We would be so honored and we will definitely repost you as well. Um, and we can just continue to spread the love from spirit and from this beautiful angel that joined us to more people who might need it. And with that, um, definitely don't forget to tune in next week. Um, and if you're interested in doing Jessica's mini course, you'll see a link to that in the show notes. And she is giving 10% off to Dream Your Life listeners. So you can use the code in the show notes um, to apply that discount as well. Um, I am so honored to have had the opportunity to be with you today and to be in your ear and you know I I love this I love 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 this podcast and I hope that you do too I hope it is serving you I'm excited for all that's to come in 2024 and beyond and I am just sending you so much love and light and positivity all right that is it for me I will talk to you next week <laughs>